People ask me all the time. Where do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? What's the best thing you've ever eaten? That's why we're here now. Not only to tell you what we love to eat, but where you can go get it. It's the perfect dish. It is the super experience in a bowl. This is big and bold. It's going to punch you in the face. It's a really beautiful soup. Boy, did it bowl me over. I'm telling you, it's really, really delicious. Need I say more? When I say that we're going to Flavortown, this is what I'm talking about. It is the super experience in a bowl. You can ski a bowl, you can go to the Hollywood Bowl, a lot of bowls. But when I think about it food-wise, there's only one bowl that really is another experience in culinary, and that's when you get a bowl of hand-pulled noodles, a tasty hand-pulled noodle in New York. It's going a million miles an hour, and it's just delicious. I mean, there's all different ways you can get the bowl. It is Tasty Noodle House. I mean, come on. Get the beef, get a beef with broth, the chicken and the shrimp. But the key to it all just comes down to the noodle. There are many hand-pulled noodles in New York. Every restaurant can pull noodles, but the texture is so different. The noodle is out of this world. It's got texture, it's got chew, but it's light. You know Crazy Amberelle looks like my sister. We were down in Chinatown, and she's telling me about, oh, there's this little noodle place we got to go check out. And she goes, that's it. We go in, and there is this kid with this stretched out rope of noodles smacking it on this marble countertop. And I'm like, can I come in there and try it? We gave him the big of the flower, and he, he played with the flowers, and... Make stretch, and then it's like this, and then... Spin around. And the first time I go, bam, whap, right in the face. <laughs> That's what mine looked like the first time I did it. We got to work on that. Right before he gets into the big slamma jamma flippa whippa, he puts this green sauce on. In Chinese, it's called a jian shui. Make the noodle more tatter and chewier. It's this process of whap, whap, whap to stretch this dough that really build up the texture. It's fresh made, hand pulled, hand beaten, hand cut, hand cooked, flavorful noodles all in a bowl. There's lots of things you can get in a bowl, but a bubbling bowl filled with dates, chorizo, and bacon, how can you beat that? You can't. There's this great dish out of Vec in Chicago of mejul dates stuffed with chorizo, wrapped in bacon, and simmered in a piquillo tomato sauce. It's the perfect, perfect dish. I love them. There's very few things out there that you can just get so hooked on that you have to have more. After I had the first order of these dates, I had another. And I will continue to do that every time I go back because these are unbelievable. They're much more than a bacon-wrapped date. Corinne makes house-made chorizo, which is a spicy pork sausage. The first step is we need to grind the meat. All pork. I like pork. Next, we're going to mix the secret spices in with the ground pork. All these flavors are combined and really work perfectly together. Next step is to stuff the dates. This sweet date that has a texture unlike any other fruit, really rich and unctuous. And then you decide you're going to wrap that in some more pork. So typically we use a, a nice smoked bacon. So you got pork times two. Now the dates are stuffed, we're going to par-bake them and get ready for uh, the tomato sauce. 
The sauce is piquillo pepper and tomatoes. It is spicy and sweet. And then when those dates wrapped with bacon, stuff with chorizo, cook in all their juices, get into that sauce, it makes this super sauce. And boom, lo and behold, it appears. Boiling, bubbling hot. Ah. The dish is meant to be eaten all together. That's why it's served in a bowl. So you cut that date in half, you make sure you have a nice bit of sauce on there, and you get this sweetness, spicy, rich, smoky. I mean, it's this perfect balance. They're unreal. These are absolutely the best thing I've ever eaten in a bowl. I'm here to talk about not just the best thing I've ever eaten in a bowl. I'm talking about the best thing I've ever eaten ever. It's the potato gnocchi with blue crab at Restaurant August in New Orleans. It's brimming with butter, truffle, crab, and potato. Need I say more? There's no questioning John Besh's talent. It really has his cooking style reflected in this one beautiful bowl. Aaron Sanchez is one of my best friends and also one of my fiercest competitors. I competed against him in the next Iron Chef. I did him a great favor by sacrificing myself so he can go further on to the competition. <laughs> I'm just joking. He has been able to create these wonderful little pillows of potato and flour, which that's what gnocchi are. The key here is to always work with really hot potato. Yukon gold potatoes that I think make the best gnocchi out there. And the warmer the hot potatoes are and the drier they are, the less flour you have to add. They're almost levitating out of the bowl. And into the lightly salted boiling water they go. And then he makes this sort of base sauce. We're going to start with beautiful Lake Pontchartrain blue crabs. He cooks down aromatic vegetables like fennel and onion. Add a bit of leek to it. Some vermouth, a little bit of heavy cream, and different spices. Let that reduce and strain it off. So all the ingredients sort of gel together. And go the gnocchi, and then we'll pour it into the bowl with the crab meat and the truffles. And then you add Parmesan cheese, so you're able to have some of that salty gaminess that I think really works well with the overall creaminess of the whole dish. And that's it, brother. When you taste it, you have the suppleness and softness of the gnocchi, this sort of brininess from the crab, and then earthiness from the truffle. Love on top. It just does not get any better than that, because it's decadent, rich, amazing. It's silky, spicy, sweet, crunchy, crispy, all in one bowl. The flavor is so good, it just goes woo! I'm a sweet freak. And when I think of outstanding dishes in bowls, the first thing I think about is the tiramisu a la Mexicana, a Lolita restaurant in Philadelphia. Welcome to Lolita. Hands down, nothing can touch it. They've taken a classical Italian dish and turn it into a Mexican dish. You're expecting something sweet and coffee? Oh, you'll get that. But then you get a kick. They put ancho chilies in a tiramisu, which is like, wow. This tiramisu a la Mexicana will blow your mind. First step is our cream mixture. We take eggs and sugar. They add the egg yolks and whip them, whip them. And this is where you get your workout in. We cool that, and then we add brandy. The Kahlua goes in next. And mascarpone cheese. We're going to make our liquid mixture that we dip our lady fingers into. Lady fingers are sponge cookie dipped in sugar, and it looks like a finger. This is Mexican instant coffee. This will wake your butt up in the morning. Some water, heavy cream. Mexican cinnamon. And then just to take it one step further, they take ancho chilies and then mix them in the cookie base. Right at the end, you get a little heat and you're wondering, what the heck is that? 
Then dip the lady fingers in the coffee. Layer these on the bottom. Followed by the mascarpone cheese, then the cookie crumb. Then we just start it all over again. Lady fingers, mascarpone, cookie crumb, and so on and so on. And there you have it. And then when you dive into it, first thing is the sweetness, and you can taste the coffee and the cinnamon. And then you get a little burn from the chili that sort of goes, hello, taste buds, wake up. It's amazing. It's just like heaven in a bowl. A big, deep, sensual bowl. That's how good it is. I love soup. And the best thing I ever ate in a bowl is borscht. Borscht. Good Ukrainian borscht. Make you strong like bull. I'm talking about the Ukrainian borscht at Veselka in New York City. Borscht, of course, is a beet soup. It's sweet, it's tangy, it's beefy, it's really beefy. Veselka is a great place. I actually used to go there when I was in grad school in New York about 150 years ago. Everybody from John Stewart to the Ramones was a regular at Veselka at one time or another. But I go to Veselka for the borscht. A lot of people have the idea that borscht is always served cold, but actually Veselka only serves it hot, and I, I really like it that way. And it's delicious. Preparation of the borscht is actually a multi-step process. First, you take a whole bunch of beets and you cook them in water for a long, long time. Then you strain those beets out, and what you have is this beet liquid. And then we cook pork butts in a very rich beef broth for several hours. The pork itself just becomes fall-off-the-bone tender. And then we cook a big pot of cabbage, onions. Carrots, lima beans. Spices, vinegar. Then you put more beets in, so it's got the sweetness from the beets, the meatiness from the pork and the beef. It's a really beautiful soup. Here is your borscht. That is fantastic. This borscht is very chunky, so you can sip a little of the broth. Mm. But you you got to chew this soup. Mm. It's a real meal. Make you strong like bull. Look how strong this borscht made me. I've said that so many times. It's just a great blend of meatiness and vegetables and sweet and sour and tangy. And if you haven't had Vaselka's borscht, you're missing it. I am a breakfast cereal junkie. I'm telling you, I've got probably six or seven boxes of different cereal in my kitchen at all times. And my all-time favorite cereal has to be granola. It is absolutely delicious. To me, describe Cafe Fanny's granola in one sentence would have to be the ultimate sweet crunch. And it's in this unassuming little place in Berkeley, California. And you think to yourself, it's just a bowl of granola, but it's really one of the best things I've ever had. It is unbelievable. It's not just any old granola. There's something about the lightness of it. It's cold, it's delicious, it's crunchy, it's really satisfying. And then they serve Strauss yogurt on top of that that is so creamy and rich. What makes this granola special is that we have a unique combination of grains and nuts. They make it in small batches right there in the shop, all 100% organic. The ingredients in the granola are primarily oats, almonds, sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, whole wheat flour. It's like this really delicious bowl of bird seed. You know? And there's a fantastic white clover honey that we bind it all together with. And we bake it twice. So that's what kind of gives it a really nice crunch. So when you walk into Cafe Fanny, place your order, Cafe Fanny granola, please. Go outside. Oh, well, here it comes. Look at that. Thank you so much. It comes out in a big bowl. It's got a little drizzle of honey on top of it. I like to have it with a nice triple shot espresso and the San Francisco Chronicle. And it's a great way to get the day started. It looks simple, but I'm telling you, it's really, really delicious. And you can also buy it at a grocery store, which is like a nice little twist. I mean, that is sunshine on a spoon right there. It's the perfect bite. Mm. But if you find yourself in the Bay Area, you got to get a Cafe Fanning. Cheers, everybody. You're supposed to be eating lobster rolls in Maine. You're not supposed to be sucking miso soup out of a bowl. Explain. 
So the best thing I ever ate in a bowl is the mushroom miso soup at Miyake in Portland, Maine. It's just so tasty. And I have to tell you, this is not something I would normally choose. It's not even a soup that I like to eat generally. But boy, did it bowl me over. I couldn't believe how good it was. I even remember I ordered some sushi, and that's kind of what I came there to eat. But I was really kind of cold, and I was really hungry, and I thought, you know, have a little throwaway. Have a little bowl of soup. I started out very nicely with little spoonfuls. By the end, I was topping the end of the bowl. And in the middle of Maine, the seafood capital of the world, what happened? People order mushroom miso soup, people are happy. It's all about the broth. This is a kombu. Which is dried seaweed. And then the chef puts a piece of bonito, which is dried tuna, in the broth, as well as shaved bonito flakes. So it's got a fishy element, and then it's got a kind of briny, seaweedy element. That's what really makes this into something that you gotta go out of your way to have. Then dried anchovy, dried mushroom. And then they stir a little bit of the miso in, which is a bean paste, and then finish it with a little bit of matsutake mushroom. Flavor a little cinnamon. End of story. The minute it's put in front of you, it's all about the bowl mojo. You're holding the bowl, your hands are warmed, your nose and your face are kind of getting this steamed effect from the soup. And you just kind of slurp that first bite and you get this incredibly intense flavor. And then you have these little meaty mushrooms. It's really comforting. It's like just pure heaven. This chili is big and bold and spicy. It's gonna punch you in the face. If you're a vegan, it'll make you fall off the wagon. You'll be a meat eater again, more so than bacon. I said that, and you know how I feel about bacon. What's the best thing I've ever ate in a bowl? Real chili, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I know, it's crazy. You're like, Milwaukee? Like, cheese? Okay, sure. But chili? Oh, yeah. Real chili. Check it out. I think that there is nothing more satisfying than a giant bowl of spicy meat. Real chili is where it's at. It's a secret recipe. In our 80-year history, only seven people have known the recipe, and three are alive today. The chili itself is actually made off-site. It's a good dark chili, and it's cooked very slow. It's cooked for a long time. They add ground beef, they cook it. They add spices, and they cook it, creating layers of flavor. One thing I love about real chili, they bring the heat. We serve our chili mild, meme, or hot. I get a bowl of chili, I get sour cream, and I get cheese. That's it. This is the best chili ever! I think my chili will beat you, Duff. What's Sonny got? This is chili that melts on your tongue. Can you imagine it? The best thing I ever ate in a bowl has to be chili. And the best chili I ever had was at National Coney Island in Detroit, Michigan. I would drive around the block in a snowstorm just looking for a place to park to get that chili. National Coney Island, they're known for their hot dogs. But the chili is what pulled me in. I mean, I left Detroit to move to New York, and all I could think about was, how am I going to get my chili fix? This chili is perfect. And the company has been in existence since 1927, and we haven't changed the blend at all. It's meat, it's spices. It's some like 11 spices they have in there. I don't know what they are. I'm pretty sure it's a secret. We won't acknowledge that. I don't know what they do to that beef. It's smooth, though. It's smooth like butter, and then you top it with love. Usually I ask for some mustard because I like to squirt it over the top. And you can order it in the mail. It comes like a bouquet of flowers. I need it now. This is the best beef chili you'll ever have. Sonny's about to take a bite of chili, but guess what? It's not the chili that she picked, it's the one I 
panicked and I slipped it to her. Let's see what happened. Honestly, it's really, really good, but this is not my chili. Don't replace your chili with his chili. What? All right, Duff, nice try. Where's my chili at? Enough of the games. Oh, thank you. Now this is my chili. Somebody tipped you off. Please, get out of here, Duff. What does the fondant man know about something savory? Don't even try it. My chili's got more heat, it was cooked longer, got more love, it's just better. That's you, Duff. I'm not mad. You know what? I'm gonna send you a Coney kit, Duff. Over there to Charm City Cakes. I think you'll like it. I know Mary Alice will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. 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 Mm-hmm.